Hi, welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am Kathy Taylor, and I am excited to introduce to you some beautiful people on this podcast, people that are brave enough to talk to me regarding their feelings and thoughts on faith and doubt. Thank you for joining in. to give me one reason. I am here with a guest that I've been meaning to have forever and ever and ever. And it is my number two son, Michael Price. Being number two, you didn't get to be the first podcast, Mikey. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> number two son. Number Are you two used birth, to that? One, you're always favorite. you're always waiting. You're always second. You're always a middle. Socks, don't it? Yeah, but yeah. no, we are all home here at Christmas, and we decided to just do this thing. Mm-hmm. Although I have to say, you did pour me a glass of whiskey-ish. That's that, that's what happened. There wasn't much ginger ale in there, so okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody, or Happy New Year, whatever. So um, whatever you say it is. So anyway, I've been wanting to talk to Michael a long time about where he's at in his journey, um, spiritually, um. Mikey, I kind of want to ask you what I ask everybody. I mm-hmm. want to you start by giving me some of your background. I know that I know better than okay. anyone because mm-hmm. I'm your mother. Mm-hmm. But uh, could you tell the listener what your background is spiritually? Like where you come from, maybe religiously. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's fairly full, I'd say. Okay, so so we, we were... Brought up in a, um, a w- <laughs> careful now. It's funny, right? Because <laughs> I, I, um, I, I, I wouldn't say that we were brought up in a like in a religious household. And even when now, when I think about belief, I separate religion and faith mm-hmm. because to me, <laughs> like religion is you know going going to St. John's Lutheran School mm-hmm. and going to going through catechism and being being the like an, an altar boy and light, lighting the candles mm-hmm. in the big robe that that's religion and then go, going to Catholic school um, and, and like um, uh, although at, at Catholic there wasn't a lot of Catholicism involved except for like RE religious education class yeah which which well, you almost got kicked out of by well, the way. no 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 RE, RE in I got kicked, that, that, that that was like <laughs> why went that I almost got kicked oh, out oh no no I got called into the principal's office for you and your brother oh, at the Catholic I we were, school I thought we were helping <laughs> no you were not helping can we can we can we say this story really quick yeah no I don't remember the, pr- the principal called me Tim uh, McKern. Tim McKern. That's right. Mr. McKern. And he said, I need to talk to you about your sons. Mm-hmm. He said, um, I don't know if you know this. Now, when we sent you there, I'd never even been to a Catholic Mass. I didn't know anything about Catholicism, really. Really? No, I didn't. Have you ever been to a Catholic Mass before that? 
No. I don't know. No. So he said, your boys, he says, I don't know if you know this, Mrs. Price, but as Catholics, we typically don't um, read our Bible to understand all the doctrine. We take the priest's word for it, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Your boys are in the religion class challenging the religion teacher. And telling them like what the Book of Romans says. I specifically remember he was asking us for help. He was like, so he was like, like, does anybody have any ideas about this? All right, so I know like Ryan and Mikey do. Anybody else? All right, so Ryan, like, what is it? And so really, because yeah, no, like, yeah. he told me you guys were in trouble. Like Could, you needed to tone it down. Well, and I was yeah. like, I'm sorry. They've been reading their Bible. We've been talking about scripture since they were little. Yeah. And I didn't realize that in a lot of Catholicism, the priest gives the word to the people and that's the way it is and you don't really think twice about it was my impression like you don't really like challenge that's it funny. yeah yeah and you guys were challenging the teacher that's all i'm saying yeah you know like it's it's funny i really do- dove into catholicism a lot better whenever i moved to belfast to mm-hmm. northern mm-hmm. ireland and i lived um right off the falls road which is um um kind of the like <laughs> epicenter of the Conflict. Uh, mm. um, um, I, I, I shared a house um, with this amazing like Irish poet, like the theologian Padraig, and, um, and he's originally from Cork. And and uh, I remember he, he mentioned to me that as soon as I moved in, he kind of had to go around because people, all of the neighbors, were asking like, "Who is this?" It was very mm. closed off, very very Irish, uh, like um, also uh, very Catholic, right? Uh, Irish Catholic, very, yeah. Very, very Catholic, and just right in the corner mm-hmm. was was um, Clonard like monastery. A beautiful, wow. beautiful, like monastery with stations mm-hmm. of the cross inside, um, and just like and into like YWAM organization I worked with, Youth of the Mission. They, um, <laughs> like, we did a lot of work with Clonard Monastery, and I could see like like mm-hmm. the Clonard from from my like bedroom window. It was right around the corner. The bells would ring, and you know mm-hmm. you hear it all the time. And we go we'd go go there for Christmas, for Mass. We go there for many things for Mass. Um, but uh, um, Father. Uh, Jerry Reynolds, um, <laughs> um, he, he he passed away l- last year, I think. Mm. And he, he like he, Father Jerry was like the closest person to who I imagine Brendan Manning mm. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, he had like a short gray stubble, short gray hair, mm. um, like uh, like a strong Irish like <laughs> accent and. Like his hands, he he, he was uh, like whenever he, he spoke to you, yeah. he would, like he would hold your hands in in, in his Aww, hands, yeah. and and he you know he would he would just be like, you know like, the uh, yeah it, it, like he was, he, he was he tried to be, to 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 remind you of the sacred and the mm-hmm. divine, while also being sarcastic and funny and just mm-hmm. like saying some like ridiculously like funny things every once in a while mm. um and like it, it was this sense of humor that always got me because you never expected him to like swear mm-hmm. you know and be like sometimes mm-hmm. shit <laughs> yeah that's awesome um, i think but, we were discovering catholicism at the same time because yeah. you were telling me mom i'm finding catholicism beautiful yes and yeah. i that's about the time i discovered brenna manning and he changed oh, my life yeah. And yeah. then Thomas Merton. Yeah. I mean, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. two lines of Thomas Merton, and your brain is like, okay, I gotta yeah. digest that for You're five like, hours. Yeah. But it's so powerful. And then Henry Nowen. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really, uh, I, find, I still find did, them like, to no be man the. Is an island. Oh, um. Yeah, yeah. I believe that was one of his works. Yep. And he was. And I also. That's when I realized that before I started the Church of the Bar, I became obsessed with Catherine of Siena mm-hmm. for a year, that's not right. even being yeah. Catholic. And I realized I believed a lie as an evangelical in that 
I heard that you confess all your sins to the priest and the priest forgives you. Mm-hmm. I heard, and that's not really how they look at it. Um, I heard that the saints were these perfect people that were glorified. No, the saints were so imperfect. And right. then I started reading yeah. about Catherine of Siena and realizing at that point in my life, I was pretty messed, you know, had some issues and she had some of those same issues and she was very used by God. She was consulted by the Pope, which didn't happen in the 14th right. century, yeah. but she felt worthless and she ended up dying at 32 of anorexia, which was never my issue. <laughs> but uh, I just remember being so inspired by her life. And then I remember going to a talk on her and I, they said she was known for her preaching. And I said, how could she be known for her preaching in the 14th century? And they said, because she preached in pubs. Mm, that's and right. I, yeah, and that's yeah, when yeah. I felt like God was telling me, and that's what you're going to do. And I'm like, I don't even go to a bar. How am I going to preach? And then I ended up having church a bar for eight years. But, um, yeah, so I remember corresponding with you, and you're like, Mom, I'm finding Catholicism beautiful. Mm-hmm. But we're jumping ahead a little bit. When did you, so you feel like, okay, so we grew up in a religious home. We well, no, oh, no, so, sorry. So I was going to say, like, like I never I never really, well, I, I guess we did grow up in a religious home, but I still, like, uh, associate faith and religion differently mm-hmm. um, and belief mm-hmm. <laughs> differently. But, but yeah, but I, I guess we, we did grow up, uh, like, I tell people I grew up in a very charismatic evangelical mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, between like with <laughs> going to, to, to churches, I think you mentioned one of your po- podcasts recently, like on on dogma debate about people like laying on the floor, like yeah, laughing, and, yeah, like, and yeah. how we moved away from that. Yeah, and, like I I have really good memories about laying yeah. on the floor and laughing. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's such an odd like odd experience. Mm-hmm. And and then I remember kind of justifying that later on to say that you know at the time it's like I would say I do believe that. There is a circumstance where the Holy Spirit can be so the idea can be so overwhelming that you lose the sense of standing, or you you lose mm-hmm. your legs and you mm-hmm. just fall. But but ultimately, yeah, <laughs> I also remember times of of like the pastor, you know, mm-hmm. going into a, I totally remember this going into like laughing fits or or just mm-hmm. laying like on the stage and then that was him for like an hour and a half and mm-hmm. that's that's the sermon and we're watching on the floor. Guy, I know your poor father was like. Was, Trying to like yeah. keep playing on the worship leader, like oh my gosh, let's yeah. sing the same song over and over until yeah. we find God gets up. Terrible. Yeah. Do you remember that missionary we had come stay at our home and he thought he was Benny Hinn, and he's blowing on you? I, I do you remember that? Remember, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember a couple. Of, I remember he was like being Miguel, come here, on. let me pray for you. And, oh my gosh. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember. I think was it was it him? Because mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was Gene or not. Because I remember when no, was, when I'm going up to getting like prayed for, and so, mm. so you stand up and you have the people behind you catching you mm-hmm, as you mm-hmm, fall mm-hmm. to be slain in the spirit. And for people who aren't familiar of this, this must be just the weirdest thing in the world, and it really is. And it could get so much weirder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could go so much weirder. Yeah. But so, so yeah. It's, 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 it's the concept of going up to the altar or mm-hmm. going up in front and having the person pray for you and lay hands on you and mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. I guess, like, like how, how would you describe that it works? The Holy Spirit overcomes your sentences. Supposedly, the power of God is so strong that you can't stand <laughs> I, up. Yeah. But do you remember? Gravity still works. So. You were like, I'm trying to think how old you were. Bethany was born in 89. No, I, I must have been So you were, when were you born? I mean, well, you're, uh, you were 84. Nine, you're 84. 84. Oh, 84. Okay, Bethany was born in 89. No, Brianna was born at, at, at that church in Stuart. 91. 91. Yeah, so I was probably 9 or 10. You were probably almost. 9 or 10, but you actually prayed for people, and they were slain in the spirit. Yeah, I was really good. Do you remember that? No, I don't. I no, do. No, no, I, I remember I you playing, playing for, for somebody, for 
and and oh Pastor Gene saying, "Mikey, come up here." Oh, I'm and, so yeah, I'm so proud. And of that. and Ryan <laughs> did the sound, right? Ryan was wow. the sound guy. And then you were actually praying for people. And you remember your little sisters would be during the worship, they would dance in their little ballet and yeah. twirl around. Yes, yeah. And remember, they we didn't believe in children's church, so um, that's right. So we had Josiah just because they believed in you know the babies soaking in the presence of God or whatever. Wow. And it's, I don't want to make fun of those people. They no, were an important part I of our life. We and, should. No, no, sorry, not necessarily the people but the acts the baby soaking up the presence of god what okay okay but what? <laughs> okay so then Isn't the omnipresent supposed but the, to be? but the, the, i think one of the the experiences that shaped your your life more than what you even realized you and ryan and is this church that was so small that you guys were such a core part of it and then oh yeah no, true. Then we get kicked out of it. Right? Oh, oh, yes. No, yeah. I, 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 I right. re- remember that day that we got kicked out of the church. But right before that, I remember, like, one. The, I guess maybe when that missionary was there and standing up there and the missionary coming by laying hands uh-huh. and the person behind you catching you and then the lady with the towels holding the towels and another lady to yeah. lay the towels over yeah. the women with the skirts because, yeah. God forbid, their knees or upper thigh right. would be showing right. while they were right. slain. In the spirit. Um, so this person came by, and I remember anointing, he anointed my head with oil. There's yeah. a person behind me. I, I remember it as Jean, but maybe it was someone else. I remember somebody else there, and they're like pushing, slightly pushing, pushing on my you. forehead, just yeah. touching to pushing to forcefully pushing my yeah. head being back, and they're like, don't fight it. Don't fight God. Yeah. And I remember being like, mm-hmm. like in, in that moment, they were rebuking the forces that were fighting the spirit of God. Mm. And uh, I mean, I was nine, eight years old. I clearly remember this. Yeah. And I remember being like, actually guys, I'm good. Like, like, yeah. like, 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 mm-hmm. like, I re- remember your dad would always withstand him too. They'd always try to push your dad yeah. over and he wouldn't, but he'd well, be like, well, I'm like, not going. I, I don't remember it in a, in a rebellious mm-hmm. way. I remember mm-hmm. like, Oh no, thanks guys. But I'm really good. Like mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. right now, me and God, were just vibing. Mm-hmm. I'm not slain, mm-hmm. but it, I'm good. <laughs> And I'm eight, eight years old. I know, and you were good with God. I know. Um, but yeah, so I, th- I think that that was the mm-hmm. over overarching mm-hmm. thing with with it is that I was able to. I always felt like I was able to, like like we mentioned earlier the day, feeling like my faith came about organically. Mm-hmm. I was able to, I feel, differentiate between my belief in God to a, any type of method of mm-hmm. believing mm-hmm. Or, or or religion of believing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so I, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we got kicked out of the church, Dad mm-hmm. lifted up by those like ushers, which were taller than him, and bouncers. I and know. you bringing us out. The last thing I remember seeing, as you were pulling us out of the church, was seeing Dad lifted off the stage, even though he's a worship leader, assistant pastor, saying like, "I was told I can preach and everything." And mm-hmm. I remember it was because he didn't want to sign. Uh, no, the pastor had had a dream from mm. God that there was a That's right. There was one person in the church that was dividing the church. And what it was is everybody was coming early to pray for the service. And your dad, being the worship leader, would go to pray. And they'd all pray in a circle. But he started to get frustrated because they would just pray for each other. And then they'd all get slain in the spirit. And, oh, my gosh. And they may not get off the floor. And he's like, we're praying for the service. We're here to, like. So he would go off in a corner by himself and pray for the service That's instead funny. of be a part of the circle. And that was how somebody kind of spoke in the ear of the pastor and said, you know, I don't feel like Randy's with us. Randy's not with us. So then the pastor got a dream that Randy was holding back the church. Oh, my gosh. So, so and you remember, this is kind of an interesting thing because um, 
they were such a part. It was a small church. You and another family only had children. Everybody else was all older, like grandparents' age, you know, and it was really close. Remember, mm-hmm. we ate every Sunday after yeah. church. Oh, yeah. Every Sunday was like Thanksgiving dinner or something, really right? Was, really yeah, close. Yeah. And you didn't just you see each other on Sundays. You might go yeah. to the beach with people. You might, you know, it was it was very much a close-knit group. Yeah. And then when we got kicked out... Um, it was really like... It was devastating. Yeah. It was your entire Yeah. In fact, community. those pastors were there when Josiah was born. The pastor's wife was in the room when Josiah was born. Really? Yeah. Madonna? Yeah. 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 And they... Oh, oh, I know. That's what I was going to say. And they're, they're sweet people and they're old and they might hear this, but... And they're doing the best they knew with the light they had at the time. I don't think they're like But this. do you remember when... You really struggled. You went into the mission field, into YWAM. You were like 15, yeah. and you went through that forgiveness. What, what did you call that, where you had to um, figure out, you had to spend time alone and figure out who you had to forgive? Remember, like, do an account? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you um, said it was, it was them, like, yeah. it was one of them, like, it was them, you had to forgive them, it was yeah. a big part of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... We went to Florida to visit. Remember, you and me drove mm-hmm. the kids uh, down. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I totally re- remember this. And we were there on a Saturday night. We went surfing that day, and we were having right, dinner yeah. at Melanie's and Tom's mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, I said, Mikey, I feel like we're supposed to go to church in the morning, back to that church. Yeah. And you were like, oh, man, Mom, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I feel like we are. And we go there. This was a lesson for me in my life because we go there and it was such a big moment for us and they were in a different building and yeah oh yeah remember that and it was such a big moment and they were happy to see us and stuff but the pastor could not remember your name yeah yeah do you remember that Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah and i remember that really hurt you but and i don't know if you said this in the car but we talked and he, he said mom all that time I was on my knees asking God to help me forgive this man that wouldn't even remember my name. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really never forgot that because I thought there's so much of our life we waste totally. worrying about people that don't even give us a thought. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Which, which, which for me, like, helped me, especially, like, <laughs> like later on when I worked with International Institute of Forgiveness out of um, UW-Madison, uh, um, <laughs> like, it helped me, like, um, put a t- t- tangible uh, expression of <laughs> um, a reason, tangible reason behind forgiveness, mm-hmm. and forgiveness isn't religious based forgiveness isn't mm. um christian based and it isn't mm. uh faith based and forgiveness is done to better oneself mm-hmm. and to say mm-hmm. that the, the 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 grudge I that, that i have no like like like, like like i shouldn't let it like um i shouldn't continue to carry that burden with with me although it doesn't serve me anymore right right mm-hmm. yeah yeah although like like the whole forgive and forget i think is quite awful because right it's like it doesn't because uh, forgiving isn't justifying anything mm-hmm. like like forgiving is saying you know, like i'm not a victim anymore mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, um but 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 i am like um yeah uh, um yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm able to take the next steps forward and to, to move forward. And if I see that person again, it's like that that person, you know, it, it, they did what they did, mm-hmm. um, but that mm-hmm. isn't tying me, me down. And ultimately, this is just part of the story of making who I am. You yeah, know? you know. Okay, so what the reason? One of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you was 
to quickly recap for our listener, I mean, I remember coming home uh, you were three years old. This is the story. I know you don't remember remember it or not, but oh. it threw me off. I never, um, you know, of course you raised my kids, you know, Jesus loves them, asked Jesus into your heart, all that stuff. But you were pretty little and you were three and you were sitting in a babysitter's lap watching an Easter show. And I remember we came in the door and you said, Mama, Jesus died for Mikey's sins. And you were all like, kind of like, weepy and emotional and I remember thinking wow you, like, you haven't even done anything a little dude you know it's like it was but it was precious because it felt it felt real at the time it felt like you you got it at such a young age it was so weird to me I remember even thinking it was yeah. weird because anyway and then at five you told me you wanted to be a missionary and I remember you started I think it was seven or eight you made a missionary book you do remember really? your little no. missionary book? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I found it about five years ago and I put it in a special place. Of Michael. course you did in your special place. And um, <laughs> it's like a little missionary scrapbook you made. And then um, that's amazing. you thought I you wanted to be a missionary to doctor, remember? Yep. 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 And I, then, I, like, and for the longest time, I envisioned myself a missionary as someone running through a forest being chased by a Bengal tiger. Yes. For some reason. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it began your adventure of missions, though, began. What, when was your first mission trip? So that was 2000, and I went to Panama. Uh, um, and you yeah. were in ninth grade, weren't you? My, uh, mm, were you at Blake Catholic? I think it was, but maybe it was in the summer between. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You went with yeah. Good News, right? I, I, I yeah. did. I did, yep. yeah. Yep. I went with Cliff's Church, with yeah. Good News Christian Center. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So then you went... <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that later. Okay, so then you went. So then you went there. Uh huh. And then and then I went back to <laughs> to Panama again. And it, it it was one of those things where the like different churches were being involved, were were helping out with with the YWAM base. So YWAM Youth with a Mission. Mm-hmm. It's the largest decentralized Christian missions um, organization in the world. What do you mean decentralized? Uh, like everyone's autonomous? Is that what yeah, you mean? So, like yeah, every so, base so, is its own entity. Kind right. Of? Right. Right. So like <laughs> on the like a corporation or a company that has like a main base you know or remain like headquarters you know so unlike ihop or something like international house of prayer right right. yeah yeah so it's not as cult-like as some of the other ones (laughs) Um, as as well as like so each yram base associate like like sticks to a core uh, like a core list of beliefs Mm -hmm. um but but those bases branch off from beliefs from others Mm. based on the like the the people who start them like the culture that they're at uh, like the country that they're in so kind, kind of consider um, like, like almost like like a, like a franchise. Somebody who, like, so me technically, I could start my own YWAM base now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I've gone through that uh, that college, that school training, that discipleship mm-hmm. training school. Right. It's a accredited class or of religious mm-hmm. education. Mm-hmm. Um, and now because of that, then I could create a mm-hmm. base, and um, the core uh, beliefs would have to stay the same. So so, so the, the 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 deity of the Trinity, mm-hmm. uh, um, and and um, a belief in a belief for salvation, basically, are the main but pretty much pinnacles. pretty but simple. Else, yeah, wow. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember this too because when you were in Mexico, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so 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 like to my like journey with YWAM was yeah. uh, when I was fi- fifteen, I went to Panama, mm-hmm. um, and I did the the pantomiming um, on the streets to yeah. um, because it's a different toy maker's dream, didn't you? Or uh, yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah, or yeah. something like oh, that. Very, yeah, very similar to toy maker's dream. There's a lot of different. We held up masks and did pantomiming, and, and it was all all um, religious outreach and con- yeah. conversion outreach. Yeah. We went with the goal of converting people mm-hmm. to become Christian and to spread like the, the gospel, to spread the good news. Go ye into all the world and mm-hmm. spread the good news. Oh my gosh, it's been a while since I've said these words. Um, and then, so we went back in, two, in 2002, 2001, when I was 17 um, to to build the new YWAM base. Mm. They, they, they moved from their old place to this new place in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. I got to work, work with my hands, build more mm-hmm. tarantulas, like flying out of the mm-hmm. mountainside as I'm pickaxing into it to build a space. Yeah. And it was great seeing familiar faces all over again. But it was great to say, like, th- I wanted to be a missionary. YWAM is a tangible, quick, easy way to get involved in the missions. Mm-hmm. So I literally have the house in Beloit and spun the globe and was like, where do I want to go? And I put my finger down in Australia. And is that I, how you picked that base? Just yeah. spun a globe? I yeah. never knew that. Yeah. So I was like, Australia. Okay. So I went online and what YWAM Australia and like the, the Newcastle base was like, we did, yeah. did outreach to youth with surfers and With skating. a surf shop, which uh-huh. is right up your alley. Yeah. 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 So, so like I worked at that surf shop for a while and um, yeah. You got stuck in New Zealand for a month. I, 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 yeah, so I got stuck in New Zealand on the way there. Yeah. Um, but it, it was interesting because the culture of the base was different than yeah. where I was before. So yeah. now, like, it was a lot of youth outreach, but because mm-hmm. of that, they didn't want anyone seen to be... I, I remember there was an ATM, and I was running low on cash. There was an ATM in, a, in the in the foyer of, a, of this building that had a bar in it. Uh-huh. So, and it wasn't even you going into the bar. You go into the foyer of the bar. Now it's Australia. It's well old enough to go into a bar if I wanted to. Right. But they 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 would. We had to walk on the opposite side of the street. We couldn't not just use the ATM. We couldn't just go into the bar. We had to walk on the wow. around the. We had to cross the street, walk, and mm-hmm. then cross the street again. So we, so we. It was all about the phrase that I would hear over and over again for many years to come: the appearance of evil. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. walking out of a bar. Mm-hmm. Is seen as drinking in the bar, is seen as being an alcoholic, avoid is seen as the being appearance a sinner, of evil. Yeah, and avoid the appearance of evil. Yeah, it's just such a, such a corrupt, awful, such a sad thing. I guess now mm-hmm. I'm just like more like, oh man, that, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sad. But yeah, and then from, so you from did there, your schooling to, there. Yep, and then from there, uh, and, and India. Um, and then, oh, India was the outreach you did. Yeah, yeah. So so you were in Chennai or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It was in Chennai in a tiny town called. Poser, um, um, I got sick for a while. It, it, was, yeah. it was great, and then um, from from uh, from India, I went back to Australia. From Australia to the, to uh, Tijuana. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so, what did you do in Tijuana? So, um, <laughs> so the Tijuana base, based out of San Diego, was the main offices, um, and we had base in Tijuana and Ensenada. Bases are are still there, I think, um, and yeah, and <laughs> we did like um, house building. So it was great. We like coordinated with businesses and uh, ch- churches, and um, and through the winter months, it was like they would uh, go do like a b- b- business retreat, and they would purchase like um, like all of the supplies, and we would lay the cement down beforehand. For like for we'd be working with families for years mm-hmm. about helping them acquire their own land for, mm-hmm. from the, like so they so like the government just couldn't necessarily like take uh, the house. Yeah, they rented them. the land, and we yeah. built them a house and. Like not your property's worth more, oh, so right. so they would purchase their own land, um, mm-hmm. and then once once they, they they did that, yeah, it was great working with families. to like see a family of mm-hmm. six, 
like a like a, a mom and dad and like four kids move from mm-hmm. a car like mm-hmm. a broken down car a car that didn't work like mm-hmm. remember like the the hood was their like <laughs> kitchen you know mm-hmm. um that's where they slept in at night especially in the rainy se- rainy season it was awful mm-hmm. to move from there into like a, a like a two-bedroom house with a kitchen oh, it, it was a w- wonderful thing i built 26 uh, helped build 26 houses mm-hmm. and coordinate uh, like um Everything like through through the winters over the two two years I was there, and, and your base was right in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. So you got to surf. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to surf, surf. All yeah. The time. And then um, from there, um, I moved to Northern Ireland, and the reason why I went to Northern Ireland is because the base there was working with the International Institute of Forgiveness out of <laughs> out of um, UW Madison, mm. um, and they were um, so they were approaching the idea of forgiveness and reconciliation from a non-religious point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were saying, so like, so I worked with a lot of primary school kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I worked with a school, this is an Irish-speaking school, so I, like Irish-speaking first, English-speaking second. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so they're speaking Gaelic. It's called Bunscoil uh, Banbaragan was the name of hmm. the school. And you go in and the teacher speaking like in Gaelic to the kids and the kids are responding because it's a Catholic Irish school. Wow. Um, and then, but, but, but we go in and, and we'd read like Horton Hears a Who by yeah. Dr. Seuss and bring yeah. um, little plush elephants. And the whole method, of, uh, the whole message behind that was that like the elephant hears like these people, this mm-hmm. people group. A person and, is a person. Yeah, no matter how small. It's yeah. like I acknowledge this, peop- this people yeah. group no matter if the rest of the community acknowledges them or not. Yeah. Everyone has an, a, a right to to personhood. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah so, so using non-religious ways to promote acceptance and tolerance of each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Protestant. So I remember, so the Mexican, talking about the autonomy of the bases, the Mexico base was more strict, right? And like, you couldn't have a shot of tequila or anything like that, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> that was the Australia base, like Mexico oh, base. Oh, oh yeah. I oh my, you oh my gosh! Like uh, the the um the the, the base leader, uh, like every time, like go over to his house and like, hey, you want a beer? I'm like, I'm not old enough to drink. <laughs> like, uh, um, but yeah, no, it it, it like. It, oh that, okay. That yeah. was great. Um, yeah. But then I do remember you couldn't really challenge doctrine or something, right? Wasn't that? Didn't you get in a couple well, fights about so that? So there's a lot of there's some issues about um about like so i was the worship leader at the time and they didn't want me to be the worship leader anymore because yeah. um because they're like you know it's not a, a concert it's a worship time there, there was some issues there yeah yeah, um, yeah but but there wasn't a lot of they weren't very strict on doctrine actually oh, okay. whereas like <laughs> like in australia on my uh dts and i was telling jane about this earlier today like uh, um, so, we we would have week long speakers come from all world renowned yeah. speakers coming yeah. from all the world, um, speaking at big like um tent like, like big revivals and everything. Mm-hmm. And they would come and speak uh, on these these topics. And there was this guy, um, this <laughs> this South African guy, I think he was, and he and he came um really big burly, burly person. And he the subject was the father heart of God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was how God is, has the father heart, and he takes care of his, uh, mm-hmm. of his of his children he like um, brings us into the fold teaches us wisdom and it was something about like the adam and eve story and how man sin and then mm-hmm. so god you know then obviously went to plan b and sent his son and everything and he, and and so i put my hand up and i was like oh, excuse me <laughs> i was like so you say it, it was very much just like like 
a year or two ago when I, uh, or a couple years ago when I was in high school and yeah. putting my hand up and yeah. you know in religious education class and saying you know so you mentioned that you know like man sinned and so God had to change his plan so God went to plan B so does that mean that God's plan A failed and they're like no 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 like like God's plan didn't fail mm-hmm. like uh, um like man failed is what he was saying and mm-hmm. I was like no but but. But God knows everything. He know He's omnipresent, omnipotent. He knows all of time, and mm-hmm. we see time as linear. God sees time as a spherical, and He's created it. And He's like, so God knows what's going to happen. So God originally either planned to send His Son, mm-hmm. or He didn't plan to send His Son, and then He had to plan- send His mm-hmm. Son. Mm-hmm. So well, like, what, what was it? And it's like, well, no, God didn't fail. Man failed. And I'm like, okay, but but God's on Plan B, which means Plan A. Failed and 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 but and and then I remember I was trying to help him along and be like, but but maybe man didn't fail. Maybe this was in God's plan A the whole time because God mm. created evil, right? Mm-hmm. And then like the guy just got so much more upset. And this is in front of like sixty other people in class. Wow, well, wow. I'm, so I'm now standing up he and felt, he's standing up. Oh my and I'm gosh. like, but Isaiah forty five eleven says that God created evil. You know, did yeah. God create evil? Otherwise, evil couldn't exist because God creates everything mm-hmm. and nothing can exist mm-hmm. outside of the creator. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and <laughs> I ended up apologizing afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I remember that one of the, one of the um, base, <laughs> it was, I think like one of the base teachers or leaders came to talk to me and encouraged me to apologize afterwards. Mm-hmm. But But she also said, she's like, you had some really good questions, and I don't know the answers to those questions. Mm. But the way you said it came off very rude, and I really think you should apologize. And they were totally right. I was quite cocky and well, like confrontational. And yeah. Yes, totally. You're a little bit of a rebel. But those. I, I got take, I got in trouble in my confirmation class. Yeah. I mean, you come by this honestly. Yeah. And we had always been we had been thinking out of the box for a while and challenging things, and you'd watch your dad challenge yeah. stuff, and it's yeah. like, wait a minute, what I, about? That's a great way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I think is like where it kind of brings me to where I am now. Now. But I remember or, before we get there, I remember you saying in in Northern Ireland, it, you were really. Ex- I remember you saying you were excited because you could talk about, like. The doctrine of hell and maybe not yeah. being a thing, and you guys could sit oh, around yeah. and have a pint and talk about. Oh, really? Do you don't believe that? But what do you think about this? And yeah. and you're like, Mom, it's so much better because I don't get in trouble for what I believe or think. Or yeah. is that true? Oh, is that, oh is yeah. That my memory. Yeah, right like yeah. The, you know, um, I, like uh, Jane always says that I never remember the bad things. I always remember the good. Yeah. Um, and, and, That's and, a family trait too. Your mother, like and and I really have wonderful memories of being part of that base and having so many really good conversations. Yeah. About the the different uh, religious doctrines, um, th- again there was, like, that phrase "the appearance of evil" fo- yeah. followed me yeah. to Mexico. The appearance yeah. of evil followed me to mm. Belfast. Mm. Like when I first started dating Jane, yeah, unf- I feel so. Because you met her in Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I met my wife in Northern Ireland. And I feel really bad for the base leaders, Johnny and Jen, because um, our they had three single guys on staff, like full time yeah. staff: Rami, Adam, and Mikey, myself, and. Like, I, it seemed like within the course of a month, all three of us started dating these girls. Yeah. And and now our relationships were totally different. And yeah. Jane and, and I... And you had to DTR. Oh, define no, the relationship. Oh, my gosh. A DTR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Define the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, but it, like, it was terrible because 
because uh, uh, so Johnny, you know, he had immediately, I think, learned how to be like a father in a way. Yeah. You know, to like uh, these guys who are like, okay, so, you know, this is what you can do and this is what you can't do as far as your your like employment here or being part of this community. You know, you are employed on the staff as volunteers, but still yeah, full time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like um, they they were going to Lebanon for their DPS, and I didn't get wasn't able to go, um, and uh, and so like Jane surprised me with like a like a vacation to to to, to yeah. Rome, yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is great, and so I just told Johnny I'm going to take like a week off, and he's like, well, like he he initially said you you can't go to Rome, you know, because Jane and I weren't weren't married, and and, yeah. and I was like. Well, I'm going. I'm just telling you I'm taking time off. I'm telling you I was my boss. I'm not going to be here tomorrow, like next week or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, well, well, you can go, but you just can't stay in the same room. And I was like, we're going to be in Italy. You have no idea. Right, right. Nobody's going to be able to control that. Yeah, but you have no, like, Mm -hmm. authority here, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, we have a hostile book, but, like, it doesn't matter. He's like, well, it's the appearance of evil. You know, like, like, and he, he talked about that, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to be, like, not halfway on the other side of the world, because Ireland to Italy, but we're going to be in Rome, like... Mm-hmm. Nobody no. knows us, right. And then, <laughs> we get to Rome, so I don't know if I told you this, so we got to Rome, and so Jane did not grow up in a Christian household. Yeah. She grew up in a, in, not in an atheistic, not in an agnostic, just a whatever, people, Protestant and Catholics have done a lot of harm. Yeah. So let's just yeah. branch away from that. Right, and focus exactly. On being Religion has a bad name up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So so Jane started to go to like to, to this church with her friends when she was around sixteen. Mm-hmm. And that's kinda when she found her her, her I wanna say I wouldn't say I'm not gonna speak for her, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say faith, but maybe when she found found religion at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, um, I, I forget forget the pastor's name of that church, that small church in in, in like um done in Dun Donald, um, which is just a little small town outside of Belfast, and anyways, we were walking around the near the Pantheon, I think, in Rome, and we bump him. We bump into him, into the, the pastor. Into the pastor. Oh my god! Church. He's like, oh, Mikey, uh, how are you? Um, <laughs> um, oh, oh, Jane's here too. Uh, hey, Jane, are you here? Are you here with Mikey and, and with with YWAM? Like, are you are you here on a missions trip? <laughs> And we're like, are no, you here? We're we're just here appearing evil. Yeah, we're just here. Like we're we're and like oh. and and it was it was it was so funny. Um, but funny. Uh, at the same time, I mean, there's nothing evil about it. No, right? not at all. Um, maybe a little bit evil, but <laughs> um, yeah. But but uh, um, yeah, it, it was really funny that um, we ended up bumping into him. That's precious. Um, it is funny. I remember being a young person dating your father. I don't know if we should put those podcasts, but hmm. I, I drove by the park with Josiah the other day that um, your dad and I uh, used to go park at. Oh, park! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. And I told Michael, oh, "It's on sixty-seven. You actually." Pass it when you go to uh, wherever to Harvard or whatever sixty seven, but um or Darien or whatever, <laughs> and I said yeah you mean your dad used to well what do you mean you just go park what does that mean and I'm like well you kind of go make out you know, but I remember feeling like it, I rem- I was then I told him how we went to our senior prom, but there was secular music right mm-hmm. and we felt like that was a sin, first of all it was a sin to dance and it was a sin to be evil and listen to secular music. So we left and went made out in a 
thing all night somewhere you know it's like where was the logic or whatever but it's like i remember too growing up with that same like you don't want to appear like it's it's evil yeah which it wasn't evil but gosh so so isn't that the whole concept of sin Mm -hmm. though is the appearance of it Mm. yeah because i guess yeah it's funny when i used to worry about sin a lot Mm -hmm. i did it a lot yeah. I mean, whatever it was I thought I shouldn't do, yeah. I, I couldn't help it. I had to do the bad thing that I shouldn't do. Yeah. Like, now like, that I don't worry about it, I don't. I can't really think of the last thing I did yeah, that like, was really bad. When was the last time you sinned? Okay, yeah. two times last week oh, wow. I no, said you, something you bad. No, I said something wrong. Um, discre- you know how I have funny stories and I think they're funny and sometimes they're just not funny because it might be hurtful or something. Sure. I said something twice in a week that I shouldn't have said that was hurtful. And I, I didn't mean it at all, but I was stupid. My, you know, I was loose in my lips or whatever. Okay. So, but that's like the worst thing I could think of that I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect at all, but I mean, I haven't intentionally done something that I felt was wrong. Right. Right. In a very long time. I'm I'm not, I'm not saying I don't do wrong things, but like intentionally sin. Right. When's the last time you intentionally sinned? Jeez. So I, <laughs> it's funny with, with Ryan, I understand that there's times when I think things that I say, I'm like, oh man, I probably shouldn't have said that. I think I hurt his feelings a bit. Yeah. Which is funny because Ryan. Uh, um, he doesn't have feelings. I, well, feelings don't matter. <laughs> but but he, he, he does. He, <laughs> he does, does, of course. In a way. Does. We were doing um, that last night. We heard his feelings. But, but but yeah, but like, there's like, there's definitely times when I'm like, oh man, I probably shouldn't have done that. But I don't equate it with sin anymore. Right. Like, like, right. Like, yeah, I don't call so, it sin either. I so do. I... And then it's like, easier to apologize now instead of cover it up. Yeah. So, so uh, like in my faith journey, my mm-hmm. religious journey, mm-hmm. um, it's gone over the, year, the years to the point where I'm like, I, so I, 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 I remember I was on plane ride back from Panama mm-hmm. um, the second time, I think. And I, every, everybody on the plane seemed to be asleep. And I had the little like light over me and I was reading my like Gideon, like New Testament Bible. I still have it. Yeah. Um, and it was Romans. What something. color was the Bible? Blue. Okay. Uh, light blue. Okay. Um, and it was Romans, something uh, yeah. like five twenty-seven to twenty-eight. Yeah. It says for, all, for many have made sin, were made righteous. Uh, no, just for many have sinned, uh, and were made sinners. But for by one man's but, sin. But by one man's sin, many were made righteous. Yeah. It's like, by one man's sin, or by one man's some deeds, all were made sorry, sinners. Sorry, right. For one man's sin, mm-hmm. many were made sinners. For one man's righteousness, many were made righteous. And yeah. I was like, but, and I was like, okay, well, I remember in Isaiah, and it says, for all have sinned and fallen mm-hmm. short of the glory of God. And so now in Romans, it's saying, for one man's sin, many were made sinners. But really, he means, he's referring to Isaiah, and Paul is. And so he means, by one man's sin, all were made sinners. Mm-hmm. And then, so by one man's righteousness, we're mm-hmm. all, all made, made righteous. righteous. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I wanted to get up I on the plane that. and tell everybody. And I was like, so. I think you we, called me on the phone. And yeah. I'm like, mom, did you ever know? Did you re- yeah, oh my gosh. It was really cool. You said, you know what God told me? And I remember thinking, Mikey, did you go to tentmaker.org? Yeah. Because we'd already known about that, yeah. but we didn't want to confuse you and have you believe something that wasn't true. And then you come home from this mission trip with this revelation that you felt like everybody was saved. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. I remember I yeah, threw yeah. the question at you just to play devil's advocate. Yeah. I said, well, the Mikey, why would you be a missionary? Thinking that's the yeah. hardest question because that's what everybody says. If you believe everybody's saved, then why yeah. why are you even preach? And what do you remember what you told me? 
I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I would still stand by, I think, what my answer would be now. Yeah, you like, said, um, why wouldn't I want to tell people what the oh, good news right. is? It's like, oh. if, 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 if something wonderful has happened, why wouldn't you tell people? Oh, right now. And the whole yeah, point was okay. good news, not bad news. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not good news, Mom, to, like, yeah. you better do this or do this, and then you might be okay. But it's really great news to tell everybody they're okay. So, so uh, let's think about this. Like, what if everybody's okay mm-hmm. and there's no news at all and forget the okay, news? Okay, well, can we not just jump there? So now, Mikey, <laughs> okay. 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 So <laughs> you're telling me your YWAM journey and then you get married. Yeah. And, um, ordained in 2006. Ordained in 2006 <laughs> and been through Bible school and training and stuff. And then last Christmas when you were here, mm-hmm. okay, you let me know, or New Year's Eve or something. It was New Year's Eve because you made me cry, Michael. Mm-hmm. And you told me, you said, Mom, I'm sorry, I just got to tell you. What did you tell me? Do you remember? I don't I, I don't remember, actually. You said, I, I, I don't believe anymore either because your brother oh, came right out now. as yeah, an yeah, atheist yeah. a few years ago, your oldest brother, Ryan. And I, I just didn't know what to say because you were the one, like... I felt like everybody else could say you're indoctrinated. Hmm. And I know raising children, it's really easy to blame parents. Oh, you indoctrinated me. I didn't really believe that. But when you're a parent, you give what you have to your children. Like, you want them. I realize now I think I would do it different, okay? Oh, sure. Even being a believer. Even if I'm a believer, I would do it different. I would be a little more leeway of what do you think mikey you know this is what mommy thinks what what do you what do you feel in your heart that i think or i don't know i think i would be a little more but i still you i felt like god was a gift to me and i give the gift i give to my kids okay but there's some indoctrination there just in raising your children there's indoctrination okay Mm -hmm. you i was indoctrinated you know we're all indoctrinated basically right you can't avoid it but the unique thing about you I felt like you had these weird organic experiences. Mom, Jesus died for my sins at three. Mom, I want to be a missionary at five. And then you, you, you're across the world, and by the time you're 19, you'd already you know, started to make this real dream or realization on your own without much money. We never had money to help you, really. I mean, it's just all these crazy things you've done that came out of your own desires, it seemed like. And so I remember challenging you a little bit and going, but Mikey, not you, <laughs> because you're the one. It was organic. I remember saying that to you. It was organic. Yeah. And you did say, Mom, yeah, it really, I agree with you. It was organic. You, do you still feel it? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It, like, and it's funny. Like the, the other day uh, I was worried about, about Jane and, and uh, you know, and I, I found myself like praying like I just quickly, you know, like yeah. like praying for like the safety of Jane and our baby, you know, yeah. and and which, like of course, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not upset at, at myself for that. Like I realized that I'm like <laughs> I'm not actually praying to anything. I'm just, you know, but but it's comforting. It's a comforting practice. I was talking to Bethany today about. He's like Bethany said. I think prayer and spells are the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, and and I kind of agree. I think prayer and spells and meditation are the same thing. It's just ultimately, it's how is that being directed, and how are you able to, to, um, uh, to reconcile 
um, what what you're saying and what you're asking. What you're worried about, what you're concerned yes, yes. So about. Ultimately, it's an in, it's a it's an introspective view to bring yourself mm. through a process of mm. of understanding what's happening. We when we're emotional beings. Okay, so then, Mikey, are. what did so, it for you? What made you not believe anymore? <sighs> Like when did you feel you know, when did you I, feel your crack start to break? Like when did you feel it start to crack for you? I mean that's probably years ago. It's funny like, like like I don't have a moment on the plane. Kind yeah. Of, kind of okay. a moment for, for this next step. Um, I like I really don't. It's just but it, it's it's uh, so it went from uh, like you know not believing in hell and everybody being saved to then in the past year or two or three years thinking like okay. Like, well, <laughs> there was a time when that left my and so we stopped going to church, which I think was was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I went from being a part of a missions organization for 24-7 to, uh, you know, we don't have to do that anymore. I miss community. I miss established mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. But I don't miss, like, everything else about about the church, the, like, the, the message. And there's a, there's a lot of, like, um, I would say mental illness associated mm-hmm. with... A group think. A group, um, so, so many things. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're, we're talking about my journey here. Right. Um, so I don't remember any particular moment, which I think helps helps define how I feel about it now, mm. in that now God seems so small. Mm. God is, like, so in, insignificant. Now, God is not powerful. He's not omnipresent. He's not omnipotent. God is a, a thought that's brushed away with the wind. It's like... Um, How would you get from there? That Those are extreme things you just said. Yeah. How do you get from there... I think it's only extreme... To if, believing if you, God is 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 well, powerful true. and worthy of yeah. worship okay, and, so, so and true. Yes. sacred and holy and yeah. to like God's nothing. Yeah. Do you really? That's a huge. Uh, I, I, I guess you're right. And yeah, I don't just, sense just, any no, disrespect that, in it, but I mean, no, those are no, huge no. statements. If you just watch those, if you wrote out those things on paper, yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah. What you just said. No, no, it's true. Uh, but but um, I guess, yeah, and, and I do in a way feel like I offer, I owe my former self an explanation in a, in a way. I swear, you know, to and say, your oh, uh, like, uh, oh, and your mother. <laughs> But, you know, to say, yes, I was a missionary for five years, a Christian missionary, and, mm-hmm. yeah, to go to be like, you know, I've got a small. But um, I think, uh, you know what, ultimately, I think what solidified it for me was the kayaking trip. Uh, um, I, like, I, I, I went on with my buddy Eric, and to, <laughs> to, to um, s- summarize everything, we had an accident on the water, Eric was trapped under the water for... It's about a year ago, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> February 9th, and, and uh, 2019. And, and uh, um, Eric was, went, was trapped under this tree. Mm-hmm. Um, he was about six feet under, it, tangled up in roots. He Six la- feet underwater? Yeah. Uh, the last thing that he rem- remembers being like trapped under the bottom, the base of this fallen tree um, was that he was pulling himself, pulling himself out against the current and he got caught and he got stuck. And he's like, and I need to, in order to get unstuck, I need to go back down and then back up, back, try to a different route, but I'm running out of breath. And he remembers, he's like, well, I guess this isn't so bad. You know, he's like, I guess this is how I go. Mm-hmm. And 
Like the water was powerful. It's very, it's like 1400 CFS. That doesn't mean much, but it means insanely powerful. Very strong. We are right at where an eddy was forming. An eddy is where like the water starts to turn. And it's very, very strong. And he got stuck underwater about six feet under. And he's like, this is how I go. And he's like, that's, that isn't so bad. And that, that's the last thing he remembers. And then he remembers like, this is unexpected. You know, that, that he, he was awake. From that point to when he was awake was about 30 minutes. You know, um, from from when he came around, um, from when he went under to when I found him, it's maybe like eight or nine minutes, um, and he he ran out of oxygen. And, he should have brain damage. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, he should. He he ran out of oxygen, and his mm-hmm. lungs filled with water, with river water, mm-hmm. and his heart stopped. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I and I won't go into it all here, when I eventually found him. Mm-hmm. And I reached down and I felt the helmet mm-hmm. and I felt the ear. Mm. I'll never forget feeling his left ear and mm. reaching out and feeling the, the, his or Jane's life vest that he was borrowing and he had a mm. wetsuit on and everything. And I remember being, like coming back up for air because I was diving down deep mm-hmm. and being like, okay. Like there, there, was a, the, 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 there was a split second which felt like an eternity. And it, it was like it's what I think Christians worry about becoming an atheist experience in this moment. Um, when, the, when, pe- when we st- started talking about no existence of hell and people be like, but then what's the point? Mm-hmm. And when Christians talk to atheists and they're like, but then if there is no God, then what's the point of all of this? Mm-hmm. And like after death, what's the point? There's just an abyss. There's just nothingness. And maybe some people think of that as terrifying. And for me, it was calm. And it was like, okay. You mean you thinking he was dead? No, he, yeah, he, and he was. No, I mean, yeah, and you yeah. thinking he, yeah, I mean, yeah. you were like, it was calm, you, you weren't. Yeah, so I was there, and I felt him, and I found him, and I knew, and it was impossible that I found him. Mm-hmm. It was impossible that I found him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, and I'm like, okay, like, this is the, this is the abyss. There is nothing here. Eric is dead, and his family, I need to tell his family, and mm-hmm. I need to move forward and work, mm-hmm. I need to tell my coworkers. So you basically thought you just found Eric's body. I did, yeah. yeah. And, and I really did. And, yeah. and I was like, okay, like, I, I need to, to, like, fill out police paperwork. Like, in, in, in a mm-hmm. second, the, mm-hmm. in, like, entirety and infinity, infinity of it all mm-hmm. came into view. But it wasn't despair. It was mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, I, I don't have any other choice. Like, mm-hmm. like there is no other choice. The entire responsibility is on me mm-hmm. to pull him out. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have a choice. He has to come out of the water. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I planted my feet. I took a big breath and I dived under and I found him. And I grabbed both sides of his life vest and planted my feet down. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, like, like we went, we visited it later on. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, insane how I was precariously, like, underwater holding on to something. And, like, different deep pockets that my foot would slip under and to go even further down into the depth. And... And I pulled, and he was stuck, and he wasn't coming out. And I mm. pulled, and he was stuck, and I came back up for a breath, and I, and and I, I tore my like muscles in my legs, and mm-hmm. like I like I was pulled, and something broke, and I'm like his back broke, or his arm broke, Ugh. something broke, but he's coming out of the water. I'm taking the body home, like, mm-hmm. or I'm taking him home, mm-hmm. and eventually he came up, then he went under because of the current, and then I grabbed him and I pulled him, and it was from that moment to like. 
six hours later that we were able to get him into an ambulance mm-hmm. and get him to an ER. Six hours? Yeah. yeah like five hours of being alone. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. With his body. Well, when, uh, no. So, so I, 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 like, I brought him up onto the, the, the embankment mm-hmm. of this cliff, this muddy, mm-hmm. muddy cliff. His body mostly in the water. His lips were blue. His tongue was bloody and black. And he wasn't breathing, obviously, and because he was under for a long time, and immediately just started like this CPR. CPR is is, is it, the way I was taught. It was generally like um, thirty pumps and two breaths, and mm-hmm. thirty pumps and two breaths. It takes about a minute or or, or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I did two and a half rounds of that, and every time I'd I'd breathe into his mouth, and his lung it's just like a CPR dummy. And his lungs would expand and collapse, and then like uh, like water was gurgling up because mm-hmm. his lungs completely filled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with river water, yeah, dirty river water, disgusting river water, um, mm. yeah, and then uh, so it was two and a half rounds of that until I felt a pulse again. Um, so wow, I, you probably I, you didn't expect to feel that. No, but even in that, <laughs> they teach you you have to stop CPR if one of three things happen. Um, the scene becomes unsafe. So if you're in a burning house. Mm-hmm. And you start CPR. Well, the house is burning around you. You need to run, mm-hmm. you know, and leave the body behind. If uh, emergency like services arrive, so if the ambulance shows up and you're doing CPR, let 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 them take o- take over and step away. Mm-hmm. Or the third way that you stop CPR is if you become too exhausted, mm-hmm. and that's a really hard one mm-hmm. because it's like this person might survive or mm-hmm. might die, regard and it's determined if if I'm pushing or not mm-hmm. pushing, mm-hmm. and I'm. And so doing the training, I'm like, oh, I'll just push until I can't push anymore. And I'll collapse on top of the person. We'll mm-hmm. both die. You know, like, you know, this is, this is a person and they deserve life. And I will push mm-hmm. until I can't push. And, but in like pulling him out and being exhausted and being in the freezing cold and pumping and pushing and cracking his sternum and feeling that crunch down. Because you have to really push down to get to the heart and feeling his body just be a complete like doll. Like, he, he wasn't a, mm. a human. He was just, like, a, a body. Mm-hmm. Feeling that, it was like... It, it was and like, you were alone with him for five hours, yeah. just you and him. Yeah, and it was like, like, it was like, 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 he, like, I could see how... It, it is so exhausting, because, like, I could see how I can't do this forever. Mm-hmm. And, and it really was, like, what's going to kill him next? And then his pulse came back, so he was alive. But he wasn't responding, so I put him in a recovery position, pulled him over on his side, and he spit out water and everything, um... And then I, like, pulled him up and, and put my body into the mud to make this, like, pocket into the side of the muddy cliff and pulled him into it so his little hips down were in the water, but his body was ab- up above the water, mm. and I didn't know if his back was broken, so I had to do this, like, recovery pull to what get What was that here. snap you heard? Um, so it turns out, it turns out um, it, it was a branch, and his, and his arm was caught in it for a month and a half afterwards. His left arm was just left forearm, but was purple and wow. bruised and we think that that's what it was caught under and I just pulled against broke it broke that branch and nothing his, his his bones didn't break I thought his back broke so I had to like pull him out in a certain way and support oh. his neck because he was completely limp from, but his, he had a pulse and then from that point to when he came to was about was about 15 minutes of like, wow. it, like and there's like somebody really really drunk mm-hmm. you know just like <laughs> like making yeah. noises and heaving and like um Eric is also he so he he just turned fifty this past year. Yeah. Um. He's also the fittest person I know, and yeah. he's the safest person I know. I, yeah. I feel to this day I feel really bad 
although he would be upset if I felt bad about it, that I invited him along the, the kayaking trip because the, the, kayak, the, the river's by our, our house and I always see it and I was like, oh, it'd be so, Jane and I would go on walks there and be like, it's so great to go kayaking here. Yeah. Who can I go kayaking with? I'm like, oh, my friend Eric, he's the most adventurous but safest person that I know. Yeah. I love rock climbing with them because he like he, he's like, as soon as one of us feels unsafe, we are stopping, turning around. Yeah. We double check everything, double check our harness. He's such a thorough person like he's a nice climber yeah so as soon as he started coming to eventually like this at this point it was maybe 45 minutes later when he was eventually able to like at like between breaths like say a word um yeah. like he was like checking his fingers checking his toes he was doing self-assessments um but but yeah he was in a lot of pain we, we had to like so eventually i got I, like i got uh, like the, the, like the rescue crew i got a hold of rescue crew um, but I mean, I like in order to do that, I think I called nine one one like thirty times, and the calls kept cutting out. And I'm hanging, I'm holding under a branch, hanging over the river as the fog is setting in, and it's pitch black out. And all I see is, I see, well, I see the stars, and I see like the redwood trees, on top of the cliff that were on top, like like did you the pray? Bottom of. No. Did you not once did you pray that the nine one one call would go through or no nothing? No. no? I like honestly like I looked it never up, occurred I, I, to you. I, 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 well, like throughout that whole experience, like the the, the like when you were doing CPR all those times, like God, please. I yeah yeah you know no no when I was doing CPR no, no I like like afterwards when I was standing on like the the, the riverbank, I'd be yelling I like Eric's phone stretched out on speakerphone to nine one one I can barely hear them I'm like hello hello and they're like how is he and then I look over and like I would like service would cut out and the call would drop and I'm like oh my gosh, God, please you know but even then it was like. Like, it was like there, there, there was no miracles to be performed except the very slim chance of what happened in order to survive. <laughs> like I remember afterwards, like I, I told Dad about the story, and Dad very like like uh, nicely was like, "Oh my gosh, thank thank God you're so yeah, thank God you're alive." Mm-hmm. And I remember in that moment just feeling so upset, be like, "How dare you thank God? You know, God had nothing to do with it. There was only one particular thing that could have happened." And like it, it just it, it, like it occurred and it happened, and Eric's okay, mm. but like God wasn't there, like there wasn't a miracle to be performed, there was nothing. It was the abyss. It was just to pull, like like it was like I, I, like for that moment I was I was stuck in the water and like this is my life. Like I have no other choice. I will be here forever. I will be here forever pulling Eric out of the water. And I will get him to the embankment. Like, so, like, like. So nothing Eric, in you sees that it was kind of incredible that you even found him. No, no, no. Uh, it it was incredible that I found him. Because you not, said it, you but, can't believe that you found him. Like, yeah. You, so, so, you, so, so the, the chance of you being able to see him would have been weird. And so, so, so to, to 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 describe how I found him was to, to describe the accident. And what happened was, we we uh, were it was at the end of our nine mile run we we're six and a half miles into it we portaged some areas because we knew it was too precarious so we we're like this is a class four waterfall so we're gonna get, get out of the kayak walk down and to the next step and so we were lazily going along the river having a great time three hours into it it was totally fine and we saw that there was a little turn to the left and uh, no a little turn to the right and then a big turn to the left and there was a, a tree or something like that and so we go to the little turn to the right, but then there was a current and eddy that just pushed us immediately into into this tree. There was I, I thought the kayak was an inflatable. 
kayak and I thought it was gonna pop or anything. It got stuck. We we tipped a little bit, but the kayak started taking on water and we fell out. So I fell kind of high side and went to the left of the tree and went down mm-hmm. river. And we fell out a couple times. So I'm, I'm swimming for the seats that fell in our water bottles and you know everything. And I get down to the river and I swim to the right side of the embankment, which was turns out was closest to the tree that we impacted. And I turn around, I'm like, Eric, and Eric, and I'm yelling for him. I'm like, okay, he's probably up there. So I like go like further up on the embankment, just maybe 50, 60, 70 feet down. And the embankment's just mud and the cliff side. And I'm in the water kind of trying to, I set the seats there and I move up and I look around, I'm like, Eric, and I yell and I can't hear him. So I jump in the water and I swim over to this, this tree kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And imagine this like tree, like, like 16 20 feet long um kind of hollowed out over time from the mm-hmm. current uh, it turns out it was actually the roots that i was climbing on top of and it's just this we went to later on it's this even seeing it without the without the water level there is just this demonic it's a, it's a monster of mm-hmm. roots roots system that is built up debris and everything over time and um so I climb on top of that, and I'm looking out. I'm looking to the left side of the embankment, and the kayak was still stuck on the branch. So I pull the pull the kayak out, and I realize that there the current is going under the tree. Mm. And I look behind the tree of all the debris, and there's bubbles and everything coming up on the other side where the water's coming. Mm. So I I guess stand up and 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 I look around and I'm yeah, and I'm yelling and um and I can't see him anywhere. And it's like if he if I know at this point that if Eric is anywhere, he's underneath the mm-hmm. tree. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like 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 a fire hose against a traffic cone where it just gets tapers down and thinner mm-hmm. and thinner mm-hmm. and thinner. So I climb down to the le- my left side, to the left side of the tree, closest to the embankment, about 15 feet away from the embankment uh, mm-hmm. in the water. And I feel the, like, the f- I climb on, on the left side of the roots and I feel the force of the current coming into the tree. And I realized, again, with first aid, they teach you scene safety. So mm-hmm. if it's not safe to go in, don't go in. Mm-hmm. Because we're just going to have more dead people. And I realized scene safety. And I'm like, if I, I'm holding on to the tree branches, I'm in the water, but the current's trying to pull me in. And I'm ho- hooked my foot around something, and I'm trying to hold there. And I'm like, if I try to go in there where Eric is, I'm not going out. Like, I can't hold my breath, swim in, get him, no. and pull him out. Right, right. It's like, like I would be gone too. Um, so I like, I'm, I'm, I'm holding onto the branch. I'm feeling I'm reaching into the abyss and I feel nothing at all. Just, I don't feel branches. I don't feel anything. My just arm is flailing in the water and I'm like, I can't reach far enough to get him. Like, I like, like if he could be anywhere at this point, still, he could be on the other side. He could be somewhere sure, else. Maybe sure. he's not here. And then I, I, I step on something and he kind of gives away a little bit. I'm like, okay, it's branches or something underneath, but maybe it's not a branch. And I don't know why I checked, but I should, but, but I checked anyways. And so I take a big breath and I swim down. I'm holding onto the branches, pulling myself down to check on what I was stepping on. And I feel the helmet. Mm. And I'm like, maybe it's someone else's helmet. And then I feel the ear. Mm. And I feel his neck and his stubble and his beard mm. and his like life vest and his shoulder. And I'm like, and then I, then I come back up for a breath. Yeah. And it's like, is that someone else? Is Eric still on the other side of the embankment? Yeah. Yeah. Is he anywhere else? Did I just feel what I felt? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I don't have a choice. This is it. Okay, that's it. He's coming up. I, I, okay. And it was that split moment of like, of 
of us. So I went down, I came down and I held on and I grabbed both sides of his light life, life mm-hmm. vest, like straps. Mm-hmm. And I planted my feet and I pulled and I pulled and I pulled very hard. Mm-hmm. And it was, if I went down, if I, if we, after we hit our kayak, the kayak hit, if I went to the left side of the embankment, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have crossed the, you the would river never to find felt him again. That, yeah. And he, and he would be gone forever. Mm-hmm. If I was, didn't swim to the tree, but if I swam to the tree and I went down on the right side of the tree, rather than the left side of the tree, I wouldn't have felt him underneath me. Do you, if I stepped anywhere else, I wouldn't have felt him. Can you see how another person could have that same experience and attribute that? Yes. To, to God. God. Yes. And you're saying God totally. wasn't and I would, there. And, and I would be really sad for that person. Because why? Why would that make you sad? I was, I, was, I was talking to Jane earlier, and she was like, "You know what? The thing about Christianity for me is like everything good is attributed to God, and everything bad is our sin. Like, and everything mm. bad is, is something that not we've everybody. Done. Like some people, like I think bad things are just because the world's messed up. You know, sure, but, but again, it's because of humans. But everything good is because of but God. But weeds grow, germs, or you know, yeah." But but would you say everything bad is because of God? Like thank God for the bad things, thank God for yeah, the death. Yeah, I have I have thank God for bad things. <laughs> but but I think you know what the thing is is like my I guess the nice thing is that in my previous belief, mm-hmm. excuse me, after hell, mm-hmm. after throwing out hell, and it's like okay, well whether I believe in God or not, if God's still real, then I'm good. Right. Yeah. And it's like okay, so but ultimately, it's not about believing in God. It's a, well, uh, it's not about being saved. It's about having that relationship, you know, mm-hmm. having the, the the personal relationship with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and having the personal relationship with God, and knowing someone's always supporting you and in your corner. It's like that. It doesn't hold water, and God hasn't done enough to, like. I was, I was talking to Jane and I was like, you know what, when we started dating, I was worried because I felt like we had to pray together for mm-hmm. our, our, our decisions. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, well, what do you think? And what do I think? And let's pray and let's hear what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. Let's wait on it. And it's like, you know what? I value Jane's opinion more than I value God's. And that's how it should be mm-hmm. because Jane is more real to me than a belief in God. And mm-hmm. then what and if God really wanted to be that real, then God would prove himself and it, or mm-hmm. herself. And it wouldn't be a well, you should have faith kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Well, just rely on me. It's like No, he would ma- it would make himself known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And and it's like okay, if you don't, then you are some sadistic sadistic like I uh, uh, this is going to I feel like I'm going to get more upset now just thinking of the what is God's responsibility? Mm. It is, it is not on the children of God to to prove that God exists or to have faith in mm. God and to say, you know what, God, I know you you haven't... I'm, I'm going to see you in, in between the lines and I'm going to see you in the details. Mm-hmm. And I know you could make yourself known, but you're not. You know, and I'm going to I'm gonna believe in you even though it's not apparent. You know, it's just some mystical mm-hmm. thing. It's like ultimately, if we are the children of God, it is the parents' responsibility mm-hmm. to make that happen. And... In real life, it's like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ultimately comes back to either God can't or mm-hmm. God won't. And, mm-hmm. it, and to me, uh, that kind of helps define the impotent or, or evil idea. Yeah, that's what you're saying, that God's either impotent or God is evil, meaning evil. not willing to move on our yeah. behalf. Yes. Or not able to move on our behalf. Yeah. So then you're saying 
to attribute the times that things work out to be God. Yeah. Is that makes you angry because of the then you have to take the times when they don't. Yeah. To yeah. be God. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like I like Eric is alive mm-hmm. not because of God. Mhm. What does Eric think? Oh, um Eric's like I can't believe I'm alive. This is amazing. You know, no, like I, the, the funny thing is when I'm not home, I don't even think about God. I don't even think about Christianity or faith mm-hmm. or anything. That's the best thing about it. It's like I don't it seems so small now. Mm-hmm. It seems like, oh, like this is so unimportant, so minuscule. This is so not related to the wonders of life. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's it's just so so small. Like So Mikey, um, do like, you well I just want to say Eric mm-hmm. is alive mm-hmm. because I pulled him out because the Ben Lohman Volunteer Fire Department saved, like, like found us on the river mm-hmm. because the California Coast Guard, the Santa Cruz Fire Department, the Open Water Team, the Swift Water Rescue mm-hmm. Crew. That night we had about 60 people. As wow. it, like, and Jane was there at Incident Command coordinating yeah. with everyone, going four different ways to try to find us. They had helicopters prepped. The weather wow. came in. It, uh, Eric is literally alive, and I'm alive. Because I yeah. wasn't gonna leave him. No. Um, and yeah. and like he was hypothermic, and it it was five mm-hmm. and a half hours on the side of a Riverside Bank before we were found, mm-hmm. and it is alive because every single person's like heroic, like life, like endangering themselves to find us, and that's 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 mm-hmm. what I love about. That's why I'm so happy to not believe in God because I'm like humans are amazing and they deserve all of the credit and the adoration and mm-hmm. we should not give that to some deity because that is offensive to those people mm. you know okay i understand better than why you say that hmm. wow so that is a life-defining moment that you had there mm-hmm. that would probably be one of the top three moments of your life or yeah. five moments yeah, you've had a few moments yeah <laughs> had a few moments okay yeah. eric would say that he's yeah. eric 2.0 yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Eric's not a believer. I don't. Or you never even talked I don't about it. Think so. Yeah. Again, and I've known Eric for years. We go climbing a lot. I mean, like, uh, like uh, I work. Still like I work in the same office. I see him like every day. Um, yeah, it's just it's I mean, we hang out a lot, and it's, that never really come up Interesting. because it's like it's it's not important. <laughs> like we, I I would say that he would say I have a very he is has one of the most fulfilled lives I would think I would know um, and I think he he would say that he'd be very happy with his life and especially mm-hmm. after the accident um, but yeah we don't need God to be fulfilled mm-hmm. we don't need God to be happy or to be thankful or to realize what we have God doesn't add to our lives God doesn't sorry I'll speak for myself God doesn't add to my life anymore God in a, in a way maybe you can see this in a way takes away from my life because I'm attributing amazing heroic actions to God rather than to people. And I'm thankful to God rather than being thankful to people. And I think that's wrong. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Looking into the abyss wasn't scary f- for me. It was like, okay, I have 100% responsibility to take this guy out of the water. That's the only option I have. Mm-hmm. And thankful, like, like, every, like occasionally I'll work out and you know, I'll do mm-hmm. rowing. And I, I can I can kind of get lost in the mm-hmm. trying to figure out why I was able to, to pull him out and and be like just 
uh, you know, like I'll be trying to work out and I'm like end up hurting mm-hmm. myself because I get lost in the, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, like if I if I was what if, if you had to do it again? Yeah, or or, or if, if I was unfit and wasn't able to, you know, yeah. would he be dead? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, sure. There's a lot of things I'm still working through, um, mm-hmm. but you know. So do you regret your life believing in God? Like no, no, like not at all. Uh, and I don't regret it because I don't, I can't recall too many instances when I, I was asking others, when I was telling others that the best way to live is to believe in God. Like ultimately, thank, thankfully, when, I, when like when I was in Australia, it was, it wasn't that we were just evangelizing, it was that we were working with kids, with teenagers who were homeless, right. we were feeding them and giving them food and building relationships. Yeah. And building relationships. And mm-hmm. relationships are crucial. Right. You know, it's what's, it's what makes us. And you were sincere. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, whether I was preaching the good news or not, it was like I was sincere. And there's no, no point in regretting because I can't go back to, to, to change it. And it, you know, if I, if I hurt anyone, like, in on their religious path, uh, like, on their path, mm-hmm. then, yeah, then I, I, I would apologize profusely, but I would want to do something to help them, mm-hmm. you know, to, but I don't, I don't know, it, like, who, who that would be. Um, but I don't re- regret it. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it um, but I don't think it was necessary. And I think people could have the, the same journey being a, with multiple beliefs, you know. I so, think I was born into a Christian household, but it, my faith felt organic. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it was a Christian household. If I was born into an Islamic household or a Hin- Hindi mm-hmm. household or a Buddhist household, my faith perhaps would still feel organic mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. that faith. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, again, I don't think... It was your frame it, of reference. It was my context. frame of reference, and it wasn't some deity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you consider yourself then, Mikey? <laughs> I consider myself a really happy person. Mm-hmm. Really do. Like, I feel very fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I, I get to have a, a wife and a family that love me. I, f- I feel like I'm the luckiest person alive in a lot of, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like, like, I have a family who loves me, but not for just, like, n- but not being disingenuous. I feel like we've gone through so many terrible mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. in our family, and I feel that death is such a close reality. Mm-hmm. It's a part of life, and it's one of those things where, like, it's like, so, um, I, I, I surf a lot. I'm a surfer, I guess, and... Every once, every couple of minutes, you get an out. We call it an outside swell or an outside set, and you get a swell coming in. And you got six foot waves, and six foot waves are, you know, they're they're nothing to, to, to shy away from. They're they're heavy, and but they're if you catch a wave, then you are in tune with the wave, and it's fast. But if you get washed by it, if it crashes right on top of you, it can it can hurt. But every every fifteen minutes, every ten minutes, there's an outside set, which means that this swell is pushed in, uh, like a. 15 foot wave a 10 foot wave and you got this thing that you're like it's a monster that it's it's crashing both before like you see it start to build and you have to paddle out against it Mm -hmm. before it hits hits you and you it's every single fiber in your being and you're exhausted and this wetsuit's pulling at your shoulders and you're like paddling paddling trying to get out of the way and you feel like you're going so slow 
and this thing is building and you can't stop this wave from coming and you can't stop that a 10 foot wave is about to send it all of its force and hit right on top of you and can cause damage and can people can get injured like crazy and you get thrown in around and you're held underwater for minutes on end and you can't breathe and you need to like you're like i can't do this forever and it's a terrible awful thing and so far everything's wonderful and i've come out of it and i try not to go in those waves but it's like death is a part of life Mm -hmm. and it's right around the corner and it's awful and it's really sad and as your mother would you just not surf anymore mike no definitely not (laughs) (laughs) but like but you're gonna be a parent you may be you may God, I'm already looking at little wet wetsuits, little baby wetsuits. Are you really? You're already looking at baby wetsuits. I thought you would be looking at that. No, no, no. Going I, out but like, I think that like that's, that's part of it. I I wouldn't necessarily go kayaking on that river again. Yeah. Because of there's un, there's things that I can't help plan for. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, like, but rock climbing, skydiving, surfing. Though, the, like, surfing is a wonderful thing. Even yeah. Though, even though we have sharks often. Like, oh, my God. Can sharks. you stop talking about yeah. that? That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm proud of you, son. And I'm proud of me that we can have the conversation less emotionally than we did a year ago, right? Yeah. We yeah. really didn't have it this no, big no, a year no, ago, no, but yeah, I couldn't you. have had it a year ago. Yeah. It's just um, it's hard um, to like, hear, you know, because it's like I, me and your dad really did the best we could with the light we had and you know Mm -hmm. so it's weird to have your children that you're close to turn against the faith they were raised in it's like feels so devastating initially you know yeah Um, when Ryan first told me he was an atheist it was like oh my gosh I mean I remember him praying in tongues I remember him yeah right I remember I said, even as a young adult, being a strong believer, and remember we, I found his basic training letters. I told you where he was praying for you, Mikey. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and um, so it just it felt like, oh, is our life a lie or blah blah blah? Did I? But I get it. I get it that um, you know, and I, I kind of do put that responsibility on God. Mm-hmm. I put that responsibility on God to show you if you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. Oh, 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 like even now, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I would. I would. I. I. I don't want that. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want God to show me He's real, because I don't value God. I don't like if God said, "Hey, I'm real." I'm mm-hmm. like, get away! Like, like, like you're you're bothering my life. You're you're, you're you're, you're cruel. Mm. You're mudding the waters, and you're you're so, cruel. Like you, you're insignificant and you, and you're small and you're unworthy to be my. Not my like you're unworthy to be my my deity my you to be the person that I worship I will not worship you because you are not worthy of my praise, or my adoration because you are insignificant and small. If if God appeared here and said, "Look at my hands, look at my feet, look at my side," was it not pierced for you? say go away like like if if that were the case then sort out yourself on your own and never have anything to do with me again i don't want you in my life i don't need you in my life i need my family i need my people i need the people who love me and i love them in return and these are Mm -hmm. tangible things that i can focus on doing and if god is there working within the details then he's a virus that 
that should be expunged. Because God doesn't... Because he's not working at all Because he's not worth it. He's not worth our time. Why do you say that? Because who is he to say that he's worth our time? Who, who, who is God to say, like, give your praise to me, spend your thoughts on me, and spend your, your focus on me? He's not morality. We can have, we can be in a community and we can love each other and we can cherish each other and we can uplift each other, encourage each other Mm -hmm. and support one another without God. So he's not morality and he's not justice because we know what's right and wrong and we can say that you are uplifting and encouraging or you are demeaning and demonstrative and like you are belittling. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's not justice and he's not mercy because we know what compassion is regardless of a deity, you know, because we know what compassion is because we have bled and we know people who bleed and that's how we know compassion. So God does not deserve to be in the mixed. If God was a creator, then there's many more questions because he, he, the result, I mean, yeah, childbirth is awful, right? So why is he, well, he created it wrong. You know, he, he, he could have done better. And if God is an mm-hmm. Are you active, sure that's not the Apple engineer talking? No, no, like, no. Well, well, I mean, I mean you're limited you know, in mean, your, you know. You tell me if, like, like right. mother of five, right? You know, childbirth yeah. is painful. Yeah, so but because does, it's so painful, you you appreciate it. You know what I mean? That's awful. What about yeah, right. cancer? I mean, if God was your creator, mm-hmm. I think he could have done better. Mm-hmm. And But that was a long time ago. La he could have made for, the for, updates, for the correct updates. You know omnipotent, omnipresent, could have figured it out the first time. Mm-hmm. If God is an active participant in our current daily life, mm-hmm. then he's evil. Because, well, or then, he, then he's either evil or insignificant. Mm-hmm. And doesn't deserve our time. Now, honestly, if he appeared here, and I would, you don't I would not be doubting Thomas. I would be, leave. Please leave. You've done more harm than good, and you do not deserve, you're a megalomaniac who does not deserve our time. Or our praise because we have each other to like uh, cherish and be with and in praise and you know adorn each other and no one else deserves some other being doesn't deserve it they don't they don't doesn't deserve it wow, Hon- honestly like I, wow I, I mean I mean I'm not judging you I'm just why why wow. would we pay taxes to someone else you know, when, when, when we can give to each other, you know, mm-hmm. to say thank God for, for you, for being such a loving and caring mother. You know, I thank you for being such a loving and caring mother. God, I don't want God. To, to, I, I don't want God. I don't want him and I don't need him. And I'm very, I'm much more happy and fulfilled mm-hmm. about it now because things, I, I, it's like there's a, the stark reality of, Life and death, death is just around the corner, like that wave that's coming, like right. that branch that's going to mm-hmm. trap us, like death is here, like the cancer so, that will happen, mm-hmm. death so we is live. here, and God won't fix it, and it, it cancer can come, mm-hmm. like er, death can come, mm-hmm. and okay, like I understand that death is right around the corner at all times, so I'm really, really thankful for what I have, mm-hmm. I really, really, truly am. I don't want God. <laughs> I'm sorry, that must be really hard to hear. It really is hard to hear, but easier than a year ago. <laughs> so, thank you, Michael. And I'm sure the whiskey helped, so I appreciate that. Honey. 
I love you. Too. I love you too. I love you more than God. Oh my gosh. I don't know the answer to that. We'll see. That's a really, really, yeah, okay. Okay. Happy New Year, love. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to this episode of Give Me One Reason. If you're interested in contacting us or being on the show, please go to givemeonereason.org or call Kathy Taylor at 608-728-3284.